0: Podcast Answer Man, episode number 313.
1: Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join
2: the community. Hi, everyone. This is Jamie Tardy from eventualmillionaire.com, and you are listening to the man who is too humble to call himself our leader, our sage, our Jedi Master, Cliff Ravenscraft. He is the podcast
0: answer man well hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the podcast answer man my name is cliff ravenscraft and this my friends is the podcast about podcasting helping you take your show to the next level it doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite gone over to, to Z.com to sign up for your four-week course on how you can launch your first episode. Uh, there's something we can all do to take our show, our podcast, and everything we do in life to the next level. And that's what this show is all about. My friends, I am so delighted to be here. And today, I am tasked with the impossible. Actually, it's not impossible. I know it's totally possible, but it's something that ah, I haven't done in a long time. I am going to record four podcast episodes today in the studio, and three of them are going to be Podcast Answer Man. So you're getting this one, episode number 313. Uh, following this, I'm going to find some way to create uh, an episode out of an interview. Uh, with my good friend Dan Matson over at HookedOnWoodenBoats.com. That'll be probably next week's episode. And uh, I am also going to create a third episode uh, for you because uh, I'm getting ready to leave on vacation. A well-deserved vacation, I might add. <laughs> I have been working my butt off. Although I will say that uh, I have been working my butt on because I haven't got my butt out to go walk and get my physical activity, and I've been very lazy, and I feel miserable uh, because of it. And uh, well, my friends, I'm 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 getting ready to leave town, and uh, it, it is a cruise with members of the podcasting community. That's pretty cool, and not to mention the fact that on Friday, June 28th, we are actually having a community meetup at Disney World for those who couldn't afford to go on the cruise. But if they're in the Orlando area, or if you're in the Orlando area, or you're willing to travel to Disney World for a day or two, um, the, we're having a, um, a community meetup at Disney on Friday, June 28th. Now, if you want, you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash meetup, and it will take you right to the Facebook event page, which uh, will get you RSVP'd so we, we can communicate with you. All of the details, which are currently still being worked out, but uh, will be certainly worked out uh, by Friday, June 28th. But, of course, uh, we hope to see some of you there. So, again, if you're in the Orlando area or if you want to come to Disney World, Friday, June 28th, uh, that day we're going to spend some time at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom and also Magic Kingdom. And that's where I'm going to be for the next two weeks, and that's why my schedule is just a little bit different today. All right, let's get started with my personal plug of the week. And this week's personal plug of the week is just a little bit different than any in the past. In fact, this week's personal plug of the week is for Albert Hathazi. Now, Albert Hathazi, easy for me to say, Albert Hathazi is actually a member of the podcast Mastermind and has had a podcast, actually has many different podcasts that he's created over the years. And he's he's one of those guys that's trying to find his, his voice in the online world. He's definitely got a lot of different passions. I know many of you out there are dealing with this, where you have all these different things that you could do, things that you're great at, but trying to find that one thing that you want to be known for. And uh, that has been a journey that has been fun to to be on with my good friend, Albert. And uh, I just wanted to tell you that when it comes to Vine, and of course, in today's episode in the social media segment, we're going to talk just a little bit about Vine and how Instagram might be adding some Vine capabilities with video. But uh, one of my favorite people to follow on Vine is Albert Hathazi. And he is, if if I could give you one word to describe Albert Hathazi, I I would say entertainer. He is an entertainer. And he he does uh, he does a wonderful Elvis impersonation, which is pretty cool. Uh, but he's also very creative in all sorts of different ways. And one of the things that I think would be great if Albert ever did was create short little video promos for podcasters or even some kind of fun and creative audio promos for podcasters. And if you were to follow Albert Hathazi on Twitter... I think you would get a feel for exactly what I'm talking about. In fact, that's my personal plug of the week. That's why it's different this week. It's not a podcast. It's a person. And in fact, I'm going to tell you the best place to follow him is on Twitter. Twitter.com slash Albert Hathazi. That's A-L-B-E-R-T. And then Hathazi is H-A-T-H-A-Z-I. Albert Hathazi. H-A-T-H-A-Z-I. You follow him for a couple days or even a couple weeks, and you will find that you are thoroughly entertained. Now, his kind of entertainment and humor may not be for anyone or for everyone, uh, but I certainly do enjoy it. And I want to give you something uh, just as an example of just the type of entertainer and the and and stuff that he is, um, sometimes he does some fun stuff with music and all of this. So, so I have permission from Albert to share this little song with you.
2: Last night, a little dancer came dancing
0: to my room. That's it. (laughs) All right. So there you go. So you thought you were going to hear a song, didn't you? But anyway, I absolutely love Albert Hathazi, his creativity, and he is my personal plug of the week. Now, in today's uh, social media segment, as I told you before, we are going to be talking about Instagram's uh, addition of Vine capabilities that are supposed to be announced later today. We're also going to talk about hashtags. What hashtags are? and why we think it's pretty pretty cool that they're coming to Facebook, or actually that they have already come to Facebook. So anyway, uh, that's coming up in the social media segment in just a moment. But I do have two pieces of audio feedback that I uh, had to share from last week that I did not get to. And the first one is coming from Tim, and he wants to talk about visual topics for audio podcasting.
1: Hi, Cliff. This is Tim Van here at creationscandles.com and kickingchronicpain.com. This message is for the Podcast Answer Man. And I just had to tell you again, thank you so much, Cliff, for all the help that you've given me in helping me get my podcast up and going. And i got to tell you, you have said many times that uh, you can create a show, a podcast, on just about any topic out there. And I know i sent you an email back saying, hey, my products are so visual I just cannot see how I could possibly do that and well okay here I am I'm gonna put my foot in my mouth you are right I figured it out I just had to say yeah it's possible even for for what I want to do for candles I now know what kind of podcast I can do to talk about candles and the real related products and everything like that And And it's possible, even though I have a visual product. So here's something for for all the listeners out there. Think about related industries. For me, it's related artists. And, And think about how you can create this community of artists working together, in my situation, and be able to talk about it and have a podcast. Wow. Totally awesome. Cliff, again, you're right, man. Anyway, thank you so much for everything. Keep it up and have a great day.
0: Tim, thank you so much for your voice feedback, my friend. I could not agree more. Uh, it is possible to do an audio podcast about any visual topic you can think about. And I love it. I mean, i, I was so glad that you broke through the mental bar- barrier. And for anybody who would tell me, say, listen, I'm a candle maker and i want to do a podcast and it's got to be video because i want to show i want to show myself making the candles i want to show the different artwork and designs of my candles and i want to do this and i and i'm going to show them this technique and i'm going to show them that technique and and i want to i want to show all these visual things so it just makes sense that i have to do a video podcast there, i just can't think of any way at all i could do an audio podcast about candles and and for me i'm thinking okay so have you ever gone and talk to any other person out there that makes candles and had a conversation with them? And if so, did you bring your PowerPoint presentation slides with you? Did you bring your keynote presentation slides with you to each and every one of those conversations? Have you never been able to carry on another con- a conversation with another artist in your field without visual representation of what it is you're talking about? The answer is, of course not. Yes, you've had these conversations with people. And so an audio podcast about having conversations, talking about your art and your tools and all of those other things, you're absolutely right. And Tim, I thank you for the constant remi- or for the reminder to our audience that no matter what your topic is, as visual as you think it has to be, an audio podcast is is the best solution for creating a podcast because there is no screen time required. You know, there are literally, literally millions upon millions upon millions of people, actually one billion smartphones in use today. And those people have so many things they're doing where they actually could be listening to you while doing that other thing, riding, the, uh, riding in the car, uh running on the treadmill, walking the dog, going on a plane ride, all of these other things, so many things where they don't have a screen in front of them or they can't have a screen in front of them doing what it is they're doing, but they can listen to you. And yeah, sometimes Tim, you will want to actually show an exact technique in video form, and that makes a great that makes for a great use of that YouTube channel that I keep talking about, and you can create short 5-10 minute videos showing Uh, you know, an entire process that you do to create candles that would add tons of value to your community. You put that on your YouTube channel, embed it as a video blog entry on your website, your home on the web, and you talk about that video that you just created in your next audio podcast episode, and you'll tell people how to go to your website to view the video. It's a wonderful situation, and so thank you so much, Tim, for bringing up this topic again. It's one of my favorite topics to talk about is how Any visual topic can be covered thoroughly and wonderfully and provide great value with an audio podcast. All right, next question comes in from Jim about rack-mounted gear.
1: Hi, Cliff. My name is Jim. I'm calling from Michigan, and I'm calling for the Podcast Answer Man program. Um, I notice you have on your
0: recommended list of podcasting gear, you have a Behringer compressor, compressor limiter gate, um, rack-mounted, and I'm not familiar with rack-mounted devices. Do they require a rack, or could they just sit on a table? I'm sorry if this is kind of a rookie question, but I am a rookie. So, thanks very much. Keep up the good work. Bye-bye. All right, Jim, thank you for the question, and the quick answer to your question is no. They do not require the use of a rack. In fact, many people who buy the Behringer MDX4600 uh, and other pieces of the, uh, of gear. Uh, there, I've seen number of pictures of people's studios where those are just sitting on a table, uh, and that can happen like that. It doesn't look attractive, in my opinion, but it can be done, and people do it all the time. And it's and it's not necessarily uh, a big deal as long as you're you know you're creating an audio podcast, right? Uh, now, when you go to give a studio tour or to take pictures, I mean it. You you. You have what it looks like there on the table. But even then, it's a big deal. It just shows you what your workspace is like. And so, yeah, it's not absolutely required. Now, if you want to use a rack mount uh, and you don't necessarily want a big one like I have, I would encourage you to check out gspn.tv. This is my short URL. It stands for Generally Speaking Production Network. Anyway, gspn.tv forward slash rk2. That's like Roger King, the number two. And if you go to gspn.tv/rk2, uh, there is a little two—it's—it's a, it's a two-unit wooden, la- uh, wood black wood laminate um, rack mount, and you could actually do this. It, it'll hold, a, let's just say, a Behringer MDX four thousand six hundred and a headphone amplifier, or it could be a Behringer MDX four thousand six hundred or one of those uh, rack-mounted power strips inside of the box. Or you could get this box, uh, put in your MDX4600, and then a fake, uh, a blank faceplate uh, to, to just cover the empty spot. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do there. But anyway, with the little two-unit uh, version, the RK2 from Middle Atlantic is where the company that makes this, um, you can put your mixer right on top of it, and, it, and it's pretty nice. It's a pretty nice setup. So uh, I encourage you to check that out. All right. Moving along to our third and final question off the voicemail feedback hotline this week. And this comes from Randy Cantrell. I always love getting audio from Randy because Randy sounds like this. Hey, Cliff, Randy Cantrell, BulaNetwork.com.
2: Quick question. I was asked this and didn't have an answer. So asking you, if a person has a website and a podcast And they would like to change the name of their podcast show. They're not going to change their feed. They're not going to change their website. They just want to change the title of their show and have the new title appear in iTunes. Uh, What's the best procedure to do that? Thanks much. Appreciate
0: all you do. See you. All right, Randy. Thank you so. Much. See, I told you guys, I love hearing Randy's voice. It's so awesome. Anyway, Randy, uh, here's the deal. I don't know how this person has their RSS feed set up for their podcast, uh, but uh, if they set it up the way that I always have things set up, at least up till now, and and I'm still teaching people how to do it this way, uh, and and I know I'll get feedback, but that's fine. I absolutely still f- love Feedburner. But if you're with Feedburner, this is what you do. You sign into Feedburner. Go to feedburner.com. Then, once you go there, there should be a list of all the feeds that you have in FeedBurner. Most people only have one, which is fine. You click on the feed. All right? Then, it pulls up your, you know, your customization windows or tabs for that particular feed. What you want to do next is click on the Optimize tab. And then, on the left-hand side, you will see a little option, a link that says Title Slash Description Burner. Now, um, so basically, all you need to do is put in the new title right there in that one top field. Now, there's a little field below that says new description. Leave it blank. You don't need to put anything there whatsoever. Now, you'll want to save the changes or you might actually have the button that says activate uh, if it's not already active. But anyway, you'll, you'll do those save changes to your title and that pretty much takes care of the title of your podcast with no problem at all. Now, the thing is, you may want to encourage them to also click on SmartCast on the left-hand side. It's the little link. It's still under the Optimize tab in FeedBurner. And, uh, you know, just make sure that they change any of the description of the podcast and some of the keywords. If, if anything else has changed, just make sure that they go through all the settings in, in SmartCast as well. And uh, hit Save Changes at the bottom of that. And uh, just for, for making sure that everything did change, although it should automatically, uh, go ahead and click on the Troubleshootize tab. I know that they're crazy with their names over there. Anyway, the Troubleshootize tab, scroll all the way down and hit Resync Now or something, whatever the Resync button is. And as soon as you hit that, everything should be updated. Uh, now, iTunes listings can take somewhere between four to eight hours uh often for that to actually reflect in the uh directory. I've seen it take as long as 24 to 48 hours. But uh that's that's how you change the name of a show in Feedburner. Now if you happen to have PowerPress it really depends on how the feed is set up. You could have the standard feedback the standard settings. You could have the podcast channel settings and I think they even have one other certain sort of settings and i personally don't ever set up my things with uh the powerpress typical way of doing things so if this client of yours or friend of yours uh is looking to change the name of the show and they not are not using FeedBurner, it can be done in powerpress uh but i would recommend that they reach out to somebody over at the powerpress uh, forums actually it's blueberry.com it's in fact it's actually forum dot Blueberry.com. All right. And in fact, it's a uh, blueberry is blueberry, blueberry without any E. So it's B L U B R R Y. That's com, And that forum uh, has a bunch of different sections, but look for the forum section uh, that is for the PowerPress um, uh, forum support. And I think it's board number 26 on there. But anyway, you'll find it, I promise. And they, will, they, they offer great support. That, that's one thing I do love about Blueberry is, is that they do support this plugin. They support the podcasting community and they're great people. And they will certainly help you with all the various different uh, methods and ways that you could change the name of the podcast if you're using PowerPress. If you're using some other plugin, I don't know what to tell you there. Alrighty, so there you go. All right, so we have just a few more minutes before our uh, social media segment. I want to do one thing and tell you about my podcasting A to Z course that is coming up on, uh, let's see, Monday, July 22nd. As you guys know, I just finished up a podcasting A to Z course with 15 students, and it was awesome. Best, It was the best course that I've ever done on my end and the reason why, um, for me, and of course, everybody has, in all my courses, have, have been 100% satisfied, but um, for me, it was different in that I had so many, so fewer questions than I've ever had before. And the reason why I had so much, so fewer, so fewer questions, so many fewer questions. Anyway, the reason why I did not have nearly as many questions as I used to is, is because I created a ton of new video tutorials, brand new, fresh video tutorials. And in those tutorials, I took like the most common 50 questions and answered them before they would have the opportunity to ask them. And that radically changed my amount of time necessary. I I used to wake up at five in the morning and go to bed around 12 or one o'clock at night answering people's questions. And this time around, it was not like that at all. It was awesome. Now, there was lots of questions, and some there's always one or two students that ask a lot more questions than other people, and that's fine. They get their value out of the, out of the cost of the course, and, and that's great. That's what it's there for. There is no limit that I set to the number of questions you can ask. And I do commit to answering all of them or somebody from my team. If it's a technical question, I sometimes pass it off to somebody else that I've brought in from my team to, to help answer some of those technical questions that it doesn't matter who answers, how to, what setting you need to click in WordPress, uh, you'll get your answer. But uh, I certainly am there for all the, you know, branding related stuff and feedback and evaluating your first recordings and all of those other things. And anyway, 15 brand new podcasters out there in the world. And one of those podcasters is Dr. Hans Finsel. And uh, I'm going to play for you just a little uh, bit of an audio clip that he recorded for me as a testimonial. Dr. Hans, take it away. Hi, Cliff. Hans Finzel here. My podcast is The Leadership Answer Man, and I can be found at leadershipanswerman.com. I want to thank you for an amazing A to Z course that we just finished. I was able to launch my podcast, Leadership Answer Man, in week three of our course. The wealth of videos and resources is worth the price of admission without everything else you give us. I just appreciate, Cliff, your thorough expertise that you have. I sense that there are a lot of pitfalls and mistakes and ways you can do it wrong. But you taught us how to set up everything correctly and how to make it work and to do things right. That's a huge value for me. As we went through the course, I just love the fact that you have a video or a podcast to answer every single question we threw at you. I learned from the best. Thank you for helping me launch my podcast and for helping me take my business to the next level. Well, Dr. Fenzel, thank you so much again for that uh, feedback. And it was a pleasure to have you as a student. And my friends, you do need to check out his podcast. Uh, Obviously, another Answer Man out there, leadershipanswerman.com. Dr. Hans Fensel. Go check out his podcast. If you find his podcast out there, you like it. Make sure that you tell him that you heard about him from the podcast Answer Man. And like I said, uh, there are 15 brand new podcasters out there in the world. There might be three students that I'm aware of that have not yet published their first episode from this last course, but they're all in the process of getting them online. And uh, so everything's working well. Couple things about this podcast Uh, that I want to say about podcasting A to Z. Number one, there are brand new tutorials and they are awesome. In fact, one of the tutorials that is now included in the podcasting A to Z course is called A Podcaster's Guide to Recording Co-Hosts, Guests, and Skype Interviews. This, my friends, is a tutorial I've been dreaming of for a very long time and I finally created it. And it is now available in the podcasting A to Z course. It's not yet available for for, um, individual sale. Please don't email me and ask me because I don't have a method for you to purchase it individually yet. Um, And the only reason I don't is because I've been preparing. I just got finished with the class and I'm preparing to go away for two weeks uh, vacation and uh, it will take me some time. Eventually, that will be available as an individual purchase on my products page Uh, But for now, everybody who is a member of the podcasting A to Z course in July, they'll also benefit from this. There's also some mixer basics where I actually take you, there's a video tutorial. It's over an hour in length and it walks you through every button and knob on a mixer and tells you what it is and completely, 100% demystifies the mixer. I mean, you can pull it out of the box. I've had people who are like, oh my gosh, there's no way I'm going to learn how to use this mixing board. Uh, there's too many buttons and ops. And I break it down and make it as simple as possible. And I've had people who can't even attach a photo to an email actually go through. And after I've explained a mixer to them, they're like, ah, I got that. That's no big deal. And so that's included. There's some other wonderful tutorials as well. Also, uh, something that's brand new. And this is actually something that went retroactive for every podcasting A to Z alumni student as well and that is a brand new Facebook group for which is a private closed group for podcasting A to Z students now you don't get into the you don't get access until you've graduated from the course meaning that you have completed the 4 weeks of the course but after you've completed the 4 weeks of the course you know, your access to me and, and asking additional questions for ongoing consulting and coaching. After the four weeks, my commitment's done. You have everything you need to have launched your podcast, but there are still so many things that could come up that you want. You, you really wish you could talk to somebody about, well, guess what? There are hundreds of people who have taken podcasting A to Z now. And so far, and I, you know, cause I've just started rolling out invitations to all my prior students Already 85 members of the podcast, actually I see now 86, Greg Vance just uh, requested to get in. So 86 members of the podcasting A to Z alumni are in this private group and so once the course is finished, you'll have ongoing lifetime access to at least 86 other people and there will eventually be hundreds in here where you can post questions and, and insights and thoughts about podcasting and your journey uh, you'll be able to continue on relationships with the people that you do meet and form those relationships with during the four weeks of the course. Podcasting A to Z is awesome. And if you don't believe me, and you don't want to take my word for it, which I think you would at this point, wouldn't you? But anyway, go to podcastinga2z.com and scroll to the bottom of the page. I just added a brand new section where it says, Testimonials and What Others Say About This Course. And I've just put some images there of various screen grabs of things people have said about this course, and that's in their own words. And I, I, I think that you'll see that people really do enjoy this course and have found more value than what they paid, even at $1,999. And uh, also on that page There's a special image. There's a little register now button that says, I have one more question. And right below that, there's an image that has a bunch of iTunes images on it. And it's pretty interesting. It says, in June 2013, if you looked at the top 50 of all business podcasts, you would notice that my own podcast and 12 of my clients and podcasting A to Z students were among the highest ranked podcasts in iTunes for the business category. At one point in June 2013, Pat Flynn, number two, uh, Michael Hyatt, number four, Dan Miller, number five, Amy Porterfield, number six, John Lee Dumas with Entrepreneur on Fire, number seven, Michael Stelzner, social media marketing, number eight. Uh, number nine is my great friend and social media correspondent, Eric J. Fisher, with his Beyond the, beyond the To-Do List, Right, and he's right in front of me, Podcast Answer Man. I was ranked number 10 at the time. Uh, Number 21, Derek Halpern with his Social Triggers Insider. Let's see here. We've got Cynthia Sanchez's uh, oh-so-pinteresting podcast. She's number 26. Uh, Then we have uh, David seitman Garland, number 40, The Rise to the Top. And number 42, The Game Changer podcast, uh, which is with, uh, that's Jesse Leahy. And then Eventual Millionaire with Jamie Tardy. Uh, All of those, that's 13 of us in the top 50. All right, so that is, um, you know, that's pretty wild. And here's the thing. I have not yet sent my first email to my mailing list about the July 22nd course yet. And I already have seven of the 20 spots filled. And if you want to participate in this July 22nd course that's getting ready to launch, you if you sign up before the end of June... You can save $500 by using the discount code EARLY500 in the shopping cart. Again, early that is EARLY500. 500, early 500. That'll give you $500 off the cost of the course if you sign up before the end of June. That means there's 13 spots available. So if you're interested, go ahead and hop in. All right, my friends, it is time for another social media segment with my good friend and social media correspondent here for GSPN.TV, Eric J. Fisher. How are you, sir?
2: I am doing awesome.
0: Fresh from vacation, I hear.
2: I am. And still not at work yet. Still on vacation, sort of.
0: Nice. So. Well, hey, man, uh, we have some work cut out for us here in this segment to talk about two things going on with Facebook. One already in play and one to be announced today. Which one do you want to cover first?
2: Let's talk about the big one, I think, which is
0: Facebook. Facebook finally gets hashtag support. And you say the big one. Why would you? Well, actually, before we talk about that, let's go ahead and and ask, uh, what is a hashtag?
2: A hashtag is kind of like metadata within originally within only a tweet, However, Google Plus added it as something that was incorporated into their social network, and now Facebook as well. And essentially, what it is is it's you know how you can tag a photo or an audio file in iTunes, uh, you know, with data with stuff that makes it searchable or um, it's ID3 tags for that for that matter. Uh, it's all metadata. It's all Additional data on top of whatever the media file or post or whatever is. So, for example, I can post something and add in, you know, location or an image and and all that kind of stuff. Hashtag is the pound sign and then symbols or numbers or letters, et cetera. You see them used often when it comes to uh, conferences, especially, which lets you group all the different posts and tweets, et cetera. Together for that one, you know, live event. That's what's made Twitter so uh, powerful. In the past, has been hashtags because, at least in my opinion, because of the way that you can group all these real-time happening things all over the world in real time because of that one little piece of metadata text.
0: Okay, absolutely. The way that I would say what a hashtag is in my own definition would be it is simply putting a hashtag in front of a word, which will allow you to categorize your tweet uh, with that word. And and other people can do that as well. And the easiest way for me to demonstrate this to you, uh, I would say, is to go to Twitter.com, log in, and then up in the little search box at the top of the screen, we'll give you one of our own, and that is hashtag. P-A-B-L, which stands for Pursuing a Balanced Life. Now, I haven't been using this nearly as much as I should, uh, but I just did this. Now, occasionally you'll get some other people who I'm not familiar who they are, but um, I'm looking, this is mostly going to be people from the gspn.tv community, and it's actually kind of uh, uh, fun here uh, with uh, Rick Calvert's even put in a little P-A-B-L hashtag from New Expo. And uh, Stephanie, I see Eric. You've got a couple PABLs in here. Actually, you got quite a few. You, I think you're, probably you're the greatest user of PABL right now. <laughs> so again, it's hashtag PABL, and and you can just include this anywhere in your Twitter tweet. And again, it it will it will actually add your tweet along with everybody else who uses the same quote unquote hashtag or pound slash same letter combination another very uh you know you you could get really crazy with this like you could find if you wanted to find out um other podcasts that you might be interested in you can do hashtag podcast and on twitter you'll see you know people talking about various podcasts and they'll add hashtag podcast at the end of it i should probably be making more use of that than i well actually i don't make hardly any use of it at all but if you're a podcaster if you ever link back to your own show and it happens to be a podcast and I'm speaking to myself here, um, it might be a good idea to put hashtag podcast on there because you never know who might be searching for ha- you know the, that particular hashtag. And uh, you're not going to show up in the search result unless you put the hashtag in there.
2: Yeah. And and now the, that comes with also a balance. You don't want to go hashtag happy here and have every single word in your tweet be a hashtag. But the key ones, the, the ones that you would definitely want to be seen or known for, for example, podcast, or in my case, productivity, or both those words, actually, and or bacon, because, hey,
0: that's what I talk about a lot. So now I'm signed into Facebook. And this is something that just came out, what, two weeks ago, a week ago? Yeah, it's,
2: it's really recent. I honestly haven't even played around with it because it was I was on vacation.
0: <laughs> the, the cool thing is, is that as soon as you type in uh, the pound sign, and then whatever word follows it, it immediately turns it into a hyperlinked hashtag and um, one of the things that i think is really cool about this is if i do hash if i do hashtag podcast as a search um i believe there was a time when i actually had an opportunity to see just the people that i follow and i'm not seeing that now let me see if i can find a hashtag actually eric can you do me a favor go into facebook and do a hashtag real quick
2: yeah uh to
0: post you mean yeah okay Sure. Just, just do a hashtag. Oh, and
2: if you if you do pound sign podcast, for example, like I just did, and then it gives you a little uh, you know, post box at the very top after you've done the search and it says do you want to say something about podcast? And I clicked in the box and already populated
0: is pound sign podcast. Nice. So, Let me type something real quick. All right, he's going to type something. And then what I want to do is as soon as I see that come through from Eric, I'm going to click on it because I believe, Eric, what I saw, and I'm going to Eric with the K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R. There we go. And um, what I saw the other day is I clicked on it, and I believe it showed me people who were using the hashtag, but it was only the friends that I'm connected to on Facebook, which I think is a valuable filter, if you will, I think it's cool to be able to see everything that's being done, but I also think it would be cool just to see what is being, uh, you know, shared about that hashtag only from your community. So I'm clicking on, I see where you just did that. And, uh, it actually looks like it's showing me everybody, you know, cause yeah, I'm seeing everybody as well. Yeah. So it's everybody on Facebook. Who is using the hashtag podcast. And I have to believe that's up.
2: probably everybody who has tagged their post as visible to the public.
0: Yes, that would be. I would sense. think that if
2: you put it as only friends, then we won't be able to see it in the search.
0: Yeah. Now, if you're on anywhere on Facebook.com, there is a search box at the top. And if I wanted to do hashtag, let's see here. Michael
2: hashtag- Stelzner says hi, by the way. Hello, Michael Stelzner. <laughs> via Facebook on that podcast posts, which means... <laughs> Hashtags
0: work. That's exactly. Uh, so let's see here. Hashtag. I'm going to put on here Disney Disney Cruise. I'm going to see if anybody is using that hashtag. And uh, actually, that did not pull up a hashtag. Disney, hashtag Disney Cruise. And, uh, I'm at, and it actually has the hashtag box at the top. And I'm clicking on hit hashtag Disney Cruise. Oh, it did pull up. I just accidentally clicked on something else. And here you go. So here's ordering another passport today and Carter's hashtag Disney Cruise. Uh, let's see here. I Let's see. Love Mickey themed uh, bathrooms aboard the Disney Cruise. Uh, and it's got the hashtag. And so these are people who are on a Disney Cruise that are using uh, Disney hashtag Disney Cruise. Of course, that's important to me because I leave tomorrow for two weeks and the and four days of my two week vacation is going to be aboard a Disney cruise. So I just uh, did some hashtag there and and pulled up and see some really cool photos of Disney cruises and, and cool things like that. So that's what hashtags are. And now Facebook has them. Now, you say this is a big story. Do you think this is important? Uh, and if so, why? You
2: want to know why I think it's important is that I think that even though as somebody couple like last week posted friend of mine posted well Facebook now has hashtag support and then somebody replied yeah they're late to the game and I thought "Eh, maybe because I mean you can say that in terms of yeah they're you know behind other people for having incorporated it like for example Google Plus had it before Facebook and they they are newer to the game than them. Uh, and, and and the fact that it originated on Twitter. However, I think that really what it is is it's Facebook finally adding something that has become basically a new... I think it solidifies hashtags as a mainstream online uh, lingo or whatever you want to call it. It, it. it solidifies hashtags as something that is here to stay, at least now for a while, or grow in terms of what people know. I mean... There are people who didn't even know what a hashtag was that are Facebook users, and they might now learn what that is and be able to use it better and use it for its full capacity.
0: You know, I just did a search on Facebook for hashtag money saving tip, all one word together, and that's how you can actually string multiple words together, Uh, typically to make it viewable just as a little hashtag tip. The first letter of each new word is capitalized. It's not necessarily mandatory that you do it that way, but it sure is easier to, to read, especially if you're actually doing like uh, hashtag Pen Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> no, we won't go there. But anyway, so um, I did hashtag money saving tip. There's some people that are just now getting that. But uh, <laughs> some people will have to actually. Do. We're still we're still not going there okay, figuratively we, or literally. Let's let's move on. Anyway, here's what I found on Facebook. Here's a terrific tip: during warm weather, turn off your dishwasher after the rinse cycle. Open it up and let your dishes drip dry. You'll save a lot of money by avoiding the heat drying cycle on your machine. Hashtag money saving tip. Here's another one. Kim says. Uh, Kim Levine says, Money saving tip. I do not get any phone bills for sale or home. I use a product called Magic Jack. Wish I got money for endorsing them, laughing out loud. It's voice over IP, blah, 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 blah. And so y- you can do searches for just about any phrase, and there might be something out there for it. Yeah.
2: And this is why I think it's important. Obviously, a little while ago, and I can't remember how how many months back, Facebook did the whole new "ooh" search is now baked into Facebook. You can find this and this and this and this, but you know, friends of friends that like this page and et cetera, et cetera. But to add hashtags to the mix, to be able to search by a hashtag and really hone in on—I mean, for this, for the example, the fact that I can see anything anybody is posting on Facebook now that's public by using the pound sign podcast, I might find some cool podcasts that I've never heard of or some cool people that are podcasters that I have never met and be able to start up a relationship with them
0: or, and and here's or the, the other way
2: around, hopefully.
0: So, and I want to, th- I want to encourage podcasters who are listening to, to be creative with this because don't just use hashtag podcast, although you can again, and don't overuse hashtags. Like Eric said, sometimes that gets a little annoying when you do, you know, five hashtags and, and a, in a status update, uh, but use these things, you know, um, a- as you see fit. And here's, here's the thing, uh, You could do hashtag podcast, but what about hashtag whatever it is the topic is that you happen to be passionate about that your podcast is maybe focused on? So remember Dan Matson, and I've got an interview that uh, I'll be uh, sharing in one of my upcoming episodes while I'm on vacation. But anyway, um, Dan Matson has hooked on wooden boats. Now, I doubt that there's a hashtag anything on this on Facebook, but let's just see. So I'm going to do a search on Facebook for hashtag wooden boats. Boats, all right, and sure enough, there is nothing there. Now, I am going to go to Twitter and just see if there's anything there. Hashtag wooden, not wood, wooden boats on Twitter, and get this, there's one from 10 hours ago, one from June 15th, actually two from June 15th, June 4th, May 27th, May 21st, And uh, there's lots of wooden boats hashtags. And that does not surprise me that there would be lots of them on Twitter, but nothing yet on Facebook. And the reason why is hashtags are widely used and very well known uh, in the world of Twitter, and they're brand new to Facebook. But I think that over time, you'll see these things pop through. Now, here's the one interesting thing about this. Eric, you and I both have talked uh, ad nauseum about the fact that you should probably, if you want the best edge rank or you want the best opportunity to be seen in the newsfeed by all your friends, you're better off posting directly to your Facebook profile. However, Correct. however um, there are still some people out there who will use a service like Hootsuite or, or Buffer App or some of these other cool uh, options for po- posting in one place and having it go everywhere. And before, it made no, it didn't make a lot of sense to use those services, and also use a hashtag because it only applied, those hashtags only applied to Twitter. But now if you're scheduling tweets and Facebook updates and also LinkedIn updates or wherever else you might be sending those things, now a hashtag actually has a little bit more of a a double effect. And so those hashtags will work there. And uh, any predictions, Eric, when you think it will be that uh, LinkedIn announces hashtag support?
2: Oh, that's a good question. I think they're the probably the major holdout at this point. But it would make sense for them to add it. Does, like I said, I think it's it's becoming part of the internet vernacular.
0: Does the does Google Plus have hashtags? Yes, it does. Yeah, I did not know that.
2: Yeah, they've supported it for a long time.
0: But Google Plus still does not support allowing like uh, uh, those other services to auto post into. No, they don't. That's no. ridiculous. By the way. Uh, but that's okay. We're not going to go on Google+. Um, but anyway, so LinkedIn, my my own prediction, Eric, is that by the end of 2012, and probably... You mean 2013. Is that what I mean? Yes. Yeah. 2000 By the end of 2013, we will see hashtag support in LinkedIn. And it probably will happen before the end of September.
2: Yeah, I would say... Within months, we're going to see it. Now that Facebook's adopted it,
0: I think LinkedIn will add it. Yeah, and and I think this is an important topic for us as podcasters because, again, if you happen to be if your topic is wooden boats, I would be using hashtag podcast hashtag wooden boats at any during any tweets that happen to do with anything related to linking back to your wooden boat podcast, aka now, Dan Matson.
2: Here's something that I think you need to be aware of: is I, I don't know that. Actually, posting—you know—using a multiple platform posting um, option like Buffer or oh, that's how I can test it.
0: Yeah, uh, it we, works. We haven't
2: have you tested it where you put a hashtag in the 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 buffer and then have it go both places I and haven't. it actually becomes clickable because that's part of the cool factor of this is that when you post with a hashtag on Facebook, you, the the word podcast, for example, in my post hashtag podcast is clickable like a hyperlink and it brings up all the other search stuff.
0: You know, I, I haven't tested it, but I heard that hashtags would even be retroactive so that that older one. So I think it's just if it sees the ha- at if it sees the hashtag sign, it will it will go through. But if you want to test it, we can. Certainly- I'm testing it right now. All right. So I'm going to go back to facebookcom slash Eric with the K with the letter J F I S H E R. All right, there you go. So, Eric, what do you think?
2: Yeah, it's right there. It's posted. It's testing out Facebook hashtag support, pound sign podcast. And the pound sign podcast is clickable, which means it is in there. And so, if you're going to go ahead and do, you know, multiple platform posting from an app such as Buffer, uh, Edge Ranked, be darned, then uh, yeah, you can add hashtags to that if you want those hashtags to be part of the metadata that shows up in the post on Facebook now.
0: Excellent. Well, um, I'll tell you what, that, that, that concludes our coverage of hashtag support in Facebook. I think we fully have covered that one Uh, real quick. One additional mention here, uh, Thursday, June 20th, as we're recording this 2013, uh, Facebook today is scheduled to make a big announcement. And from what I understand, they, since they own Instagram, uh, they are actually a little jealous, it seems, of Vine, which is owned by Twitter. And it turns out, I, from what I hear, Eric, they're going to be adding Vine-like video fe- functionality to Instagram. Any thoughts on that?
2: Uh, it is a rumor. However, you know, there's been enough source fr- that TechCrunch had gotten that it seems plausible. And honestly, I think it makes sense on Facebook's part that, you know, hey, Twitter owns Vine, well, you they own uh, Instagram, and it's already in square format, and, you know, honestly, I don't know that I would mind seeing video show up in my Instagram feed as I swipe through. I would love to maybe still be able to do, I think the rumor is they're doing five to ten seconds of video, and I'd still love to be able to throw filters on that video if possible.
0: That would be cool to have filters on the video. I think that's something that they could definitely immediately take away some attention from Vine. Um, I think also the fact that they already have all the users. I I'll tell you what, in a right. heart, in a heartbeat, I would I would leave Vine to go to Instagram because you know that way it's one app to do both you know shared you know fun pictures and also to create these fun little things and of course I can post to Twitter and Facebook both with the Instagram so yeah exactly so if it gave me the same kind of functionality to where you know it's just the push of a button you know push of the face of the camera and it allows me to create those little videos and little clips like just like uh, vine does Uh, I've heard rumors that uh, vine might be coming out with an update soon that will allow full you know uh, 16 by 9 video Uh, have you heard that rumor? I have not heard that
2: one, but I have heard that they will be able to, uh, users will be able to create and save Vine drafts before you share them.
0: Nice. So it seems to me like these little short video snippet uh, outlets are, the, the competition's heating up. And uh, its it's been very helpful. You know, Father Roderick Von Hogan, I turned him on to Vine a couple weeks ago. He was getting ready to record a live show. And in Twitter in the in the chat room, I had said, "Hey, have you checked out Vine? I know you will absolutely fall in love with it." And sure enough, he did. And I will tell you, he has been posting some amazing stuff on Vine, and I have been enjoying it to no end. Uh, so it, it it's it's fun. It's it's it really takes very little time out of your day, and I find myself logging into Vine at least once a day, uh, if not once every other day just to see all the different little six second video clips that people have been posting in my timeline.
2: Yeah, I do that as well, especially to get some inspiration on, all right, how do I use this thing? What are some imaginative ways that I can use this to, uh, you know, make best use of that six seconds?
0: Absolutely. Well, Eric, thank you so much for taking some time to come out here for another social media segment. And uh, I, I just really appreciate everything that you do. I want to tell people about your podcast. Uh, tell them where they can find it and what your podcast is real quick.
2: Sure, it's Beyond the To-Do List at beyondthetodolist.com and I interview people about how they manage their daily productivity. Lots of great interviews that I learn a lot from personally myself as the host. And so yeah, check that out.
0: It's amazing, folks. Definitely check it out, Beyond the beyondthetodolist.com. And of course, you can follow Eric and myself on Twitter and Facebook uh, each of those services, uh, Eric's user ID, Eric with the letter K, the letter Eric with the letter K, the letter J, F I. It's okay. It's Eric with the the letter J, F I S H E R. I've only been saying that for how many years now?
2: About three or four.
0: Yeah, and today I mess it up. <laughs> anyway, and I'm at gspn on Twitter, and my uh, Facebook is facebook.com/slash cliffordingscraft. Oh, which by the way, Eric, not that this means anything to anyone. But I am only 44 followers away from 10,000 on Twitter.
2: Holy wow.
0: Yeah. All right,
2: people, go follow.
0: (laughs) 44, come on. 44 people, come on. Anyway, twitter.com slash gspn. Eric, you rock, my friend. I am so glad that you're back from vacation, but uh, I wish I could hang out and talk with you more, but I'm getting ready to leave for vacation myself. Nice. All right, thanks for everything. Thanks for having me. Well, my friends, that is going to wrap it up for this episode of Podcast Answer Man. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. I really appreciate each and every one of you. I hope that you enjoy our social media segments that I do with Eric Fisher as much as I do. Go out there. Use those hashtags. Find creative ways to gain new attention to your brand using hashtags. I think they're great. Also, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing with the new Instagram myself to see how they implement this Vine style video stuff. I, I love social media and, and it helps us really form great relationships, share more of our lives with our community. And I think that that's a real value add, you know, especially as us as podcast producers. One of the things that I've often heard from people over and over again, when they first find podcasting, they say, you know what's different? about podcasting compared to radio it seems like the hosts of the shows in a podcast are so much more accessible they're so much more personable they're so much more authentic than what i've ever experienced on the radio and that can be taken to the next level through social media through sharing little six seven second video clips and all of that other stuff so yeah pretty exciting stuff and oh one thing i just remembered Another rumor I heard about Vine is that uh, you'll be able to send six second private messages to Vine users, other Vine users as well. So short six second video messages. Now what would be cool, and I don't know, this might come as well, but it would be really cool if you could send six second Vines as direct messages that are private so that they don't actually have to be on Vine Uh, to actually receive a private vine message that that would be really cool and it'd be really cool if they just integrate the thing into twitter one day that's the matter of fact i think that's the only thing that's going to be able to get them ahead of instagram because i think instagram's getting ready to pull the carpet out from under vine's feet if they don't totally integrate it right into instagram or into twitter Ah, easy for me to say Hey, just want to say thank you again. Uh, if you are signing up for Podcasting A to Z again, as the time I'm at the time that I'm recording this, only thirteen spots left in the course, and uh, would love to have you there again. Promo code early five zero zero in the shopping cart to save five hundred dollars off if you sign up before the end of June. That is gonna do it. I will have two episodes for you over the next two weeks. I will not be recording live at all in the studio. So if you go to gspn.tv slash live, you'll notice I'm not there the next two Thursdays, but there will be content for you. I'm taking care of that right after this. So thank you all very much. God bless you all. I really appreciate you and uh, I'm out of here.
1: You're
0: the